The views and opinions expressed by the guests on the following program do not necessarily represent those of Mark Radio, The Shepherd, or its advertisers. Welcome to The Shepherd at Work, a weekly program to help you learn how to walk out your faith in every place you live and work. You'll be introduced to individuals who are successfully and effectively engaging in marketplace ministry, giving you the tools needed to do the same. The Shepherd at Work is brought to you by the Central Florida Christian Chamber. Now, here's your host, Mike Gillen. We do welcome you indeed to another Shepherd at Work program heard every Saturday at this time on the Shepherd Radio Network. I've got some uh, guests here in Studio A with me today. I've got a return visit from Shannon Herring, who we had up here, uh, oh, well over a year ago on my program, Afternoons with Mike. And uh, Shannon, at that point in time, was representing her work in the real estate area, especially in the Winter Park area. Shannon is now part of a group called Solutions Healthcare, and she is the business development associate. And she's brought along the chief operating officer, the COO, Glenn Kreider from Solutions Healthcare. And they're going to explain what they do and what we all need to know when it comes down to this most important subject of healthcare. So to both of you, welcome to the program. Thank you, Mike. Thank you for having us. Thank thank you for having us. We are happy to be here. It's great to uh, learn something new. It's new to me. I I know you've been around here for a while. Uh, Glenn, why don't you give us kind of the history, first of all, with your own personal involvement. How is it that you got into healthcare in the first place? And then what was the path like that led you to Solutions? Sure. Um, I've been in this, in the behavioral health field for my whole career, which is pushing 25 years at this point. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure I could articulate that well, how I chose (laughs) psychology at, um, age 18 or 19. Um, you know, it, it was related to, uh, a curiosity with human behavior and suffering and, and how, how we can work together um, to to uh, reduce that suffering and improve mental health. I mean, I, I think it. If I'm if I'm remembering correctly, it's been a minute. So I think that's it has probably. Been a minute, yeah. <laughs> I think that's. Um, I think that interest and focal point led me, um, you know, ultimately to where I am today. It's been. You know, my memory of when I was in college, and it was a lot before you were, <laughs> I was I was in college in the 70s, yeah. and there were a lot of people, a lot of young people back then that had majors of psychology, and my, at least my impressions would be, most of the ones that did, did not end up in a, a career field mm-hmm. that actually would have needed that degree, but it's so really cool to see someone like yourself whether or not you knew why you did it, you did it, and you're still kind of using that in the field because that is certainly one of the sciences of health. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, you're correct. It's, I don't know the, um, I don't have the current statistics, but, but I do know anecdotally and through my own experience that it's, People who, for example, major in psychology in college, they they do it, you know, f- for for a number of reasons, and and that degree can go, 
you can use it in all kinds of ways. Oh yeah, you know, I mean, you can definitely you can go into business, healthcare, um, uh, accounting, medicine. The the, the the possibilities are endless. So, because you're dealing with people, right? Yeah, yeah. that's really what yeah. it is. Yeah, and unless you yeah. choose some solitary career, it's going to apply in some way. Where were you living during college? College was uh, Tennessee. Ah, yeah, one of my I, favorite areas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I went to uh, at the time was a a smaller college in Cleveland, Tennessee, which has now become. Lee University. Lee University. Is, yeah, I know is, it well. Yeah. 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 yeah so, and then I moved um, back to Atlanta and um, and attended uh, Emory University for all my graduate school. Oh, that's so, great too. Yeah. yeah. Staying in the South, man. That's yep. what you did. <laughs> right. That's awesome. And what were, what for you was the road to Orlando? So, um, I had been in North Carolina. My family and I uh, were living close to Asheville, North Carolina, where I worked for one of the largest behavioral health companies in the country, helping develop a a division for them in the Southeast. It just so happened to begin in Asheville, North Carolina, about eight years ago. Um, So so through that experience, I developed relationships with um, uh, a lot of people, and those relationships ultimately led me to come to Florida mm-hmm. almost a couple of years ago. And and the reason we chose Central Florida in particular is because there's surprisingly, given the size of the market, a lack of behavioral health care resources and services. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, whenever you're interested in developing this kind of uh, service in a new market, you know, it's it's a good idea to do research and figure out what the need is because that's ultimately the main reason to develop uh, this kind of healthcare service. So, in short, solutions healthcare. What uh, what would be the big umbrella type of definition as to the kind of services it provides and the 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 needs that it meets and in the, the people that you serve. Right. So we specialize in uh, mental health and substance use services, also known as dual diagnosis services um, for residential partial hospitalization and intensive outpatient services. Mm-hmm. So that's our specialty and we fall in the middle of the continuum of behavioral health care. The services we provide are directly in the middle of that continuum. So we're serving clients who have been inpatient and, and they've stabilized medically and then they need to transition to lower level of care. On the other hand, we also provide services for folks who are in outpatient services and they need to step up uh, a level of care mm-hmm. because of their symptoms. And, and- and we always hear this acronym PHP, and it's usually associated with you know insurance company that will cover or something. And give us that definition. Sure, partial hospitalization program, also known as PHP, is a it's a technical uh, term, and and it's by definition, according to payers and state licensing bodies. 
PHP means that the client receives no less than 25 hours of group therapy per week, which is typically um, divided up to five hours a day, mm. Monday through Friday. Right. So that works out uh, obviously well for a person that's inpatient. That's a big bite of time for someone that's outpatient. So, right, it, it's PHP is um, it's an intense. It really is, and it, and the average length of stay is thirty days. Yeah, for PHP. Wow. So it's and again, you're dealing with people that are coming out of all sorts of either addiction issues, um, abuse, like you mentioned, issues, and that could be anywhere from alcoholic or drug abuse. And then there's also then the component of those that are dealing with mental health issues as well. And that umbrella has kind of expanded, hasn't it? The meanings of all of the things that fall under that umbrella. Right, right. At at this point, most of the, let's say, authoritative voices or or convincing voices uh, and and institutions and agencies, their their conclusion at this point is that it's more of, and the data uh, supports their conclusions, and and that is that most people, for example, who have a substance use concern or diagnosis, mm-hmm. also have a mental health concern or diagnosis. So, uh-huh. so it's more effective. It makes sense. Yeah, there. So the the fields shifted over the past few years. So, so they're removing the silos and they're treating the whole person. And the point is that it's it's now considered more effective to treat both a mental health diagnosis and a substance use diagnosis at the same time in the same program. That makes great sense. Right. And I know, Shannon, for you, uh, before we take a break here, and we'll get more as to your role in all of the the events that happen at Solutions, but for you, you're a part of the development team. Tell us about that. Yes. So, you know, I spend time out in the field, and also, you know, I, I have witnessed our our patients, you know, have, going through the therapy, which is very in- inspiring to see what they go through at our facility. But, um, you know, we were meeting with a, a hospital director and case managers where they were inpatient at a inpatient facility. And one thing that was a very good point was, you know, a patient cannot go from an inpatient facility, which is a, a level one, and then go straight from inpatient to you no know, uh PHP, you know, we're kind of the next step, mm-hmm. and um, it's very important that they get that next level of therapy, which is the the partial hospitalization facility, which is the PHP, and so that's where I'm I'm out in the field, you know, talking to the case managers at the hospital, making those connections, and knowing that they have a place to refer to, and making the relationships. Um, so it's. It's it's been very nice um, meeting the case managers at the hospital and seeing that um, when we have the referrals and the patients come in, witnessing you know some of the graduations from our program and we have been known to have a very high success rate with with our program. Um, 
So it makes a difference to have somebody out there doing the connection making. Yes. And that's really what you're doing. My guests today are Glenn Kreider, the COO with Solutions Healthcare, and Shannon Herring, who is the business development associate there at Solutions. And we'll be back with both of them. This is The Shepherd at Work, right here on The Shepherd. Would you like to increase your business's exposure in the Christian community and build your business with greater kingdom purpose? If so, then the Central Florida Christian Chamber of Commerce is the solution for you. Hi, this is Co-President Latondra Heaven. The Christian Chamber is more than just another business organization. It's a regional community of business professionals passionate about advancing the kingdom of God through the marketplace in Central Florida. As a member, get access to exclusive values-based networking events, Christ-centered professional development, marketing opportunities, and consistent prayer support for you and your business. Plus, gain access to the National U.S. Christian Chamber Coalition. Become a member today. Visit our website, cfchristianchamber.com, or call us at 407-431-0732. That's 407 407- Four three one zero seven three two. Once again, here is Mike Gillen. The Shepherd at Work heard every week at this time. It is so nice to have you all along with us today in the studio. It is my privilege to welcome Glenn Kreider, the COO, and Shannon Herring, who is the Business Development Associate. And we were talking with Shannon at the end of the last segment about her role as basically making the connections between the different um, modes of treatment that are available to people who are in need. Solutions Healthcare, I think, generally speaking, we heard it, is aiming at helping those with either addiction problems, abuse problems, or perhaps mental health issues that are going on in their life. Uh, That would involve everything from depression to anxieties. I mean, there are so many things that have risen up. You know, in the past 15, 20 years, Shannon, we've seen a lot of changes in the healthcare industry. Uh, you know, all the way, I mean, especially when uh, Obama made healthcare, Obamacare, and it changed everything. I mean, I think all insurance companies, all healthcare, they had to re kind of like repivot and think about what they're going to do. What, what are you seeing happen today in your connecting that might not have been there 15, 20 years ago? Well, you know, even Obamacare is is, is not free. And um, we have all, all over the country, um, there has been health care is there's been a rise in premiums, even corporate. No doubt. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> uh, just a, a pure example. Uh, my, 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 my son was in the uh, emergency room and I received a $5,000 bill from the ER, which is oh. a little bit shocking. I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to pay that. Wow. And um, so, you know, healthcare has really, um, it's just, I don't think we have a very fair system. And um, whereas not everyone has, has access and it's. You know, and ironically, isn't it ironically that we were told that in the beginning that this was going to be free healthcare. Exactly. That's exactly what it was the selling point. Now, I think most of us that were in business or uh, who had a job <laughs> know that there's never a, such a thing as free healthcare. There's not even a free lunch. And, and that's the truth, too. Somebody's paying for whatever it is. 
but we've gone, you know, all the way. Uh, we had this wonderful traditional insurance plan at the church that I was a part of back in the early 2000s. And then by 2009, uh, th- that was becoming more and more difficult to, to deal with. So a lot of your patients are in that same boat. They've seen rising costs and premiums, like you mentioned, Shannon, premiums increasing to the point when we finally did enter the marketplace and had Obamacare, if you will, uh, something from the uh, marketplace exchange. And when I joined Social Security, uh, uh, I came to the age of getting Medicare, and, and I'm, I'm, a, I'm a senior for granting out loud now. Uh, my wife was left, though, still needing some coverage because she wasn't old enough to get Medicare. And our premiums in that same insurance company exchange that we were in was going to be $1,800 a month just for her with about a $4,000 deductible. So, I mean, your patients are in the same boat. And and that's what we we go through. So, I mean, we have both, you know, a list of insurances that, you know, we we commercial insurances that we take, but we also take Medicare and, and Medicaid, but there is a limit to, you know, approvals that we go through. But unfortunately, we are seeing, you know, what has happened with Obamacare and Glenn, feel free to to jump in with with the rise of premiums. Um, yeah, you know there yeah. there's there's so many patients that we can help. Right. So managed care is is a wide yeah. world um, for healthcare. Access to care is the primary barrier for behavioral healthcare. So what I mean by that is if if the three of us at any point in time decided for whatever reason that we needed some type of behavioral health care service, we're going to, it's more likely that we will encounter obstacles as we search for these services than we would encounter um, green lights or easy access to these services. And the, our whole system is set up in such a way that creates those obstacles you know, intentionally or not, mm-hmm. the obstacles are there. So as a provider, you know, for us at Solutions Healthcare, we've been doing this a long time and we're well aware of those barriers. So what we do intentionally is to reduce the barriers for any clients who need our services. We have immediate access to care and we have a wide range of um, of payers that we work with, payers meaning insurance companies, mm-hmm in different ways to make it easier for their members and our clients to receive services. So, Would you say, Glenn, that there's been a little bit of adjusting to this environment of payers uh, over the last five years? It seems to me like there has been, and hospitals are not quite in panic mode uh, the way they were in the beginning. Sure. There's been, um, it, it, it's, it really changes daily. So in this field, um, if you're, if you're on the clinical side or the business development side, um, you know, pretty quickly that, that the only certainty is change and, and, and you have to be able to adjust to that. So 
typically by the time you get used to something, it, there's a shift. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We uh, had a saying years ago among uh, all of us at our church, constant change is here to stay. Yeah. And, and it really is. I mean, that's the one steady that you can right. bet on. Right. And it's going to be changing by tomorrow. Like the weather in Indiana, by the mm-hmm. way, that's, that's what happened to us growing <laughs> up there too. Right. You know, uh, what about, and either of you can answer or, or weigh in on this, the clientele, uh, what's been going on in our culture has been the increase of stresses, the increase of problems that are happening with addiction. I mean, this whole border thing and the rise of fentanyl and the deaths, uh, you know, kids who used to be addicted 20 years ago, uh, they take one hit of a drug now and they're dead. Uh, Off times, that's sad but true. Uh, how are you, either of you seeing the the mental health issue of, of weakness to that kind of a thing uh, impacting what you do and how you treat it? Well, so we could take the opioid crisis as an example. You mentioned fentanyl, or you, I think, implied fentanyl. Mm-hmm. So it is true that most of the substances found today on the street are Actually, most of them are laced with fentanyl or or, yeah, or some opioid yeah. derivative that's that's more potent than the person realizes that mm-hmm. that's what that's what um so so in the opioid world there's there's a lot of research happening with non fatal overdoses yeah which 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 is just one example of uh, uh opioid abuse so people and what that means is if they're overdosing and it's non fatal they're taking they're really not aware of of what they're putting into their body yeah and they um, have no control as to what's going to happen after they do right but but the addiction is such that they're willing to take the risk that now that just always blows my mind when i hear people like yourself who are in the the healthcare industry and there there's just that fact that people are willing to play a, in a way Russian roulette with their life. Right. They don't know, but what that thing is going to kill them and they do it anyway. Right. Uh, that's, it's difficult to, uh, to understand. Yeah, it really is you know, for, for, for all right. of us. Um, so, so, you know, knowing that and, and the, um, and the I'd say the increased risks, dangers, and deaths even associated with substance use today compared to 20 years ago. As a treatment provider, we have to be aware of those risks and how we. And so, being aware of that, how can we provide treatment that will reduce relapse? Mm-hmm. Uh, that will increase reduce relapses, increase relapse prevention. Yeah. Well, this is really great that there's a, a, an organization like Solutions Healthcare. Uh, we should mention there are three distinct clinical programs in Florida here. Uh, number one, the Orlando Treatment Solutions. You, I believe you said it was in Deland is actually where the office is. Orlando Treatment is in Oviedo. Oviedo, not yeah, Deland. Yeah. I'm yeah. sorry. Right. There is a Deland. I'm sorry. The Deland has one as well, the Deland Treatment Solutions. And then a third one near Jacksonville, between Jacksonville uh, and Daytona Palm Coast uh, Treatment Solutions. So all three of these part of the same umbrella organization, so- Solutions Healthcare. What uh, is the website f- for people who want to know 
more, and maybe they've got a relative they are thinking that uh, could benefit from your services? www.shc.health. That's easy. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's there. One example of access to care. We try to make it easy, even, yeah. even with the website address. That's right. Give us that one more time, Shannon. health. Solutions Health Care, SHC. So that's really great. And I really thank you for letting our audience know this business model is something that is needed and is helpful to people who are in need of this. And uh, again, friends, uh, you can drop by their website, all sorts of information there and find out about Solutions Healthcare. Glenn Kreider and Shannon Herring, thank you both for dropping by. Thank you for having us. Thank you, Mike. And we'll see you all next week right here on The Shepherd at Work. You've been listening to The Shepherd at Work. Tune in next week for a chat with another Marketplace leader who will help you learn how to live your faith in every place you live and work. The Shepherd at Work has been brought to you by the Central Florida Christian Chamber, building kingdom, business, and community. The preceding was a Mark Radio production.